Hi, everyone. This is Julia from Points of View. I have an amazing guest today that I want to introduce to you. This is Abby Zayden. Now, she has an MSOMLAC and an ACCAOM certified in Oriental Medicine. She is a licensed acupuncturist in New York and a graduate of the Institute of Integrative Nutrition Health Coaching Program, where I met her. And she's a mom to a 15-and-a-half-year-old daughter and a 10-pound rescue Yorkie and a rescue Husky puppy. Abby strives to make a global health impact by helping others through self-cultivation and mindfulness. Everybody, this is my friend, Abby Zayden. Hey, Abby. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And I just would like you, I mean, I know you've been published in Acupuncture Today, and I mean, you're very well respected, and it's such an honor to have you here. So I just wanted to ask you, as a health coach and an acupuncturist, how, how does that all work for you? How did you get into this, this amazing road that you've now about, about cultivation and mindfulness? Well, really, my health journey started in the 90s. I was working as a research assistant at Fox Chase Cancer Center um, doing psychoneuroimmunology research. And part of my job was to do psychosocial measures in low-income women. And the concept was that people who had more social support were less likely to progress from a positive uh, result on a pap smear of um, squamish cells or, or abnormal cells. They were, they were more likely to progress to cervical cancer if they didn't have social support. So my job was to go in and, and assess using psychosocial measures, how much support do they have? Do they have someone to take them to the doctor? Do they have, you know, who takes care of the kids when they go? And so that was the research that I was involved in back in the 90s. Um, interestingly, the human papillomavirus was discovered to be linked to the progression of cervical cancer. So that was kind of neat. Um, but during my, my job, I realized I really wanted to give these women information about how to help their health. And I wasn't allowed to because we were studying the way things are. We weren't contributing, offering, instructing, educating. No, we were just observing the way things are as they are. And that became a little bit of a conflict of interest for me. I um, One woman asked me, what could I do to, to improve my health? And I gave her some information and then my supervisor was like, well, now she's no good for the study anymore. We have to throw all her data. And it was a lot. We were collecting urine and blood. We have to throw it all out the window because I, as the research assistant, provided her information she didn't have access to. Something simple like eat more fruits and vegetables, don't smoke, get exercise, go out in the sun, just basic stuff. Um, she was dismissed from the study, and my, my supervisor was very unhappy with me. Um, so I went home, and I was just like, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to just observe people. I'd rather offer them holistic advice and, and information and get really involved in you know, educating, educating people on what their choices are. So that's how it all started in the 90s, a long time ago. I'm really glad that happened to you, Abby, because you are an amazing person and we don't need you to be the observer. We need somebody like you to help cultivate. 
I know that it's, it sounds like such an aw- it is an awful scenario. It's a terrible scenario. And you did the right thing. And that woman, you did the right thing. And I'm glad you shared this because a lot of people don't know that this is that other side of science. You, you know, we have to keep everything so very sterile, right? And because of the choice you made trying to help a person, I'm glad you did it because it actually found the road for you to get here. I'm grateful. The world's grateful to have you it here. It definitely it definitely pushed me along my path, right? Like I was already doing stuff that was good for me holistically. Uh, and uh, I was already sort of on my own healing track. But this pushed me into what can I offer to others? Like how can I become a provider? Um, where is Western medicine missing the mark? Um, this was specific, this was cancer research. So I, I understood you can't offer somebody information that they don't have. You, you've skewed the, the, the right. pool. You've skewed the right. data. I, I understand completely. But I was happy it happened because I was in like, okay. I mean, it was a great job. I had benefits. It was right out of college. I mean, it was really, I landed a great job. But I was like, you know what? I got to figure out a way to help people. I had already studied different types of diets. I was really into fitness and athletics and I just yeah. like, I gotta figure out a way to offer what I know to others. And I, from that moment on, I when I ended up getting certified in shiatsu massage. I studied with a holistic nurse. I studied acupuncture and qigong self-cultivation. Um, I ended up learning the acupuncture points and then going back to school to get more credits so that I could go to acupuncture school and getting my license and my master's. Like it really pushed me into um, holistic health care. And so I was very grateful. Uh, it was, it was a very pivotal moment, I, I guess. Like I want to help people. I really want, if I have information that might help them, I feel great joy from sharing that with others. So yeah. it was good. In the end. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about like, yeah. you know, you gave me a, like a scenario. Let's talk about like a scenario with, with, in, in the work that you do. So let's talk about somebody who's like, you know, 45, maybe, you know, moving into menopause and they're eating all the right stuff and they're still not feeling healthy. You know, they're, they're doing the smoothies, they're doing the vegetables, they're, you know, doing all that they think they're supposed to be doing. And yet there's not, they're not going anywhere. Like, uh, let's say I go to you and say, okay, Abby, I'm not going anywhere. I still am not feeling good. I still don't have, I still have the pounds. I'm still really lethargic. I eating all the good stuff. Can you help me? What would you do? Yeah. So because I'm an acupuncturist and I'm also a health coach, I have, I have a variety and I've been doing it since the nineties. So I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. I like to look at things from the perspective of yin and yang. So yin is very, it's the darkness, it's stillness, um, the feminine energy receiving, uh, activities that are yin are like Tai Chi and Qigong and painting and, and these things that are, are still journaling, meditating, all those types of things are very yin. In contrast, yang is very active and going and it's like running and through the mountains and dancing like a maniac and, um, you know, daytime and masculine energy, very, uh, forward and, and go get it. And so, I always look from that filter when I'm help, trying to help somebody as a health coach, right? So take someone who's 45, like you described, and 
perhaps they are by nature very yin, meaning physically they're very thin, they're wiry, they're... <laughs> no, that's not me. Take this back. I'm not yin. They're wiry. They're, they're like, imagine that they, they are kind of... Um, there are like by nature, by constitution, they're more yin or they're more yang. So how do you how do you determine if they're more yin or more yang? Well, do they spend more of their time being still and quiet, contemplative, more yin? They spend more of their time going out, creating, running around, being really active, and more yang. And so you can have the same set of symptoms. Person has the same medical test, same diagnosis, same labs, everything is the same, but from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, as an acupuncturist, they're going to be tending toward more yin or more yang. And so my job is so simple. I just try to bring them closer to the middle. So if they're too yin, I try to bring them a little closer to yang. If they're too yang, I try to bring them a little closer to yin. Because you, you want to vibrate in between. You don't want to always be happy, go, 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 crazy, crazy. And you don't always want to be like, contemplative in your room journaling. You want a balance, right? And so all of disease processes, all the patterns of disharmony, everything anybody ever comes to the health coach wanting help with, I just throw it right into the filter of yin and yang. And um, it's simple and people get it. They just get it. It's like, you get someone who's run, 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 go, go, go. They got five kids. What do they, what do they, I say, what do you do to relax? Like, how do you rejuvenate at the end of the day? Oh, I'm training for a marathon. It's like more running. Oh, yeah, what, what type of music? Oh, I like listening to techno. It's like everything they're doing. Sorry. <laughs> everything they're doing is super young. So to bring them back into balance, they need to have more quiet, contemplative, reflective exercises. A slow-moving Qigong, a, a walk through the forest, listening to softer music, you know, like Duder or something like, you know, very yeah. <sighs> breathy. Um, in contrast, if you have the person who is like, they can't get going, they're, they have no juice to go socialize, they, their activities are like reading and studying, and you got to get them going. So for those people, it's like, you know what, yeah, you got to get the heart rate up, go, go hike up a mountain, put on some dance music, dance around. And that's pretty much the, that's one of the filters that I use in the health coaching is like, are they yin in their life? And they need to be more young or are they more young? They need to be more yin. The other great one is that we have these meridian points, acupuncture points all over our body and they connect deep into the organ systems, the zone and the feet. So the internal organ systems, you affect them from the surface of the body. So, I have this extra kind of thing that I've been trained to do, which is someone comes in with a disease pattern. They've been diagnosed with whatever, say headaches. You have migraines or you have another, like you have low thyroid, whatever it is. They come out of the doctor's office with this diagnosis. I can take that diagnosis, 10 people, same diagnosis, and look at each person and say, oh yeah, it's really affecting this channel. Let's treat that channel. Let's treat that organ system. Let's treat that element in them. So a treatment for one person who has fibromyalgia might be to, you know, tonify the spleen and um, soothe the liver chi 
Another person with fibromyalgia, the treatment might be to resolve damp. I mean, it, it's just, it, it varies. That's why the disease is broken down into a pattern of disharmony. You can have many different patterns of disharmony and still have the same disease. Interesting. What you're talking about really intrigues me because, you know, I have a background. I don't have a background. I'm a caregiver. And I got jumped into the water because of the stuff that I do with as a caregiver working with somebody with MS. And I remember you sharing some wonderful things about MS and you and I were talking about, you know, for a person with MS, and it's so interesting. I just was talking to the neurologist today. A person with MS, their muscles are going all the time. That's why they're stiff. It's like, it, it, just, it, it just doesn't, it, it gets so tight and it's shaking and shaking and shaking and just, uh. and so I'm curious. And again, I know you have to like, look at all these different things you just said, you know, somebody with a low thyroid, you got to look at the balance to the imbalance. But like somebody like somebody who is like second stage progressive, um, who ends up in a wheelchair and isn't able to really move anymore. But they're the irony of that is they are moving. It's just their their muscles are so tight because they're always moving, like two hundred percent. How would you you know how would you address something like that? So it's interesting, right? So you're saying the diagnosis is MS. Right. So from a Western perspective, what's your understanding of what's happening there? Um, I can only speak with, you know, my experiences of what I I see with, you know, who I, people who I know that have MS. Um, Yeah. What, what do you see? What are you, what are you reporting? Like what would be, if if there was no such thing as the diagnosis, like what, what, what would be the signs and symptoms that you would say this person has difficulty? What? They'll be moving slowly because there's stiffness that's happening. Oh. They're... Okay. So if, if they're moving slowly, slowly is considered yin, right? They're moving very slowly. So maybe we need to figure out a way to move whatever the stuck chi is, the chi, the, the, the energy, the fluids, the, the blood, the whatever's going through their body. If they're if they're moving so slowly, we would need to move it and invigorate it. If they're moving too quickly, like if they're if they're like wind, they're they're shaking uncontrollably, then we would need to go the other way. We'd have to figure out a way to slow it down and consolidate it. But the yeah. both of those clients or those patients are coming in with the same diagnosis. But as a tr- practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, as acupuncturist, I want to look at them as if they have no other information. I don't have a diagnosis. I don't have their medical history. I don't know what has happened so far to them. What do they look like right now? Do they look like wind on a spring day or do they look like a frozen lake in the middle of the winter? Do they look like fire with catching crazy through a forest or do they look like rain that has flooded and washed away all the banks? So that's how we kind of do it, right? Because the other, the Western way of doing it is if A, then B, you do C. And in this way of diagnosing, in this way of treating, it's just, it's really case by case. Like what is going on for that person right now? Yeah. Yeah. So here's another interesting today. Okay. So we're talking about what it looks like today. What about when like, 
the personality of the person that has from before let's say you know this person is a very vibrant person danced all the time i would say he had a lot of yang energy as you were talking about yin is very meditative yang is very hey let's go let's do let's be gotta do everything okay yeah so let's say that person has now been diagnosed with ms and now that person is finding this is where i get confused with this conversation and 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 i'm so grateful for this conversation because um here's a person in 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 this scenario that has yang yang energy but looks like she has yin energy or is being forced to have yin energy does that make sense yeah because you know the yin yang sign the the symbol right so if you look at the symbol you can see at the extreme where it's dark, where it's black, at the very extreme of darkness, it turns to lightness. And at the very extreme of lightness, it turns to darkness. And that's why that symbol, it really summarizes what we're looking at. So they mutually create each other. You can't have dark without light. You can't have day without night. You, 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 you can't, just, you can't. And so you can't have yin without yang. So this case that you're saying, the person had so much energy early in their life. They were go, go, go. And then something happened. If everything is flowing freely through the body, there's no pain, there's no disharmony, there's no disease. If there's a blockage, you get pain, you get, you get disharmony, you get disease. So something happened along the way. Maybe they used up all their energy. That's what happens when you're in the later stages of your life. <laughs> You've used it all up. So you're on your way out. But this person you're describing sounds like that's not the case. They had that something affected them. And so they went from being able to go, go, go to not actually being able to move their muscles the way that they had, you know, normally, quote unquote, done. And so I would like to know what happened, right? Like what was going on at the point of onset of this? And we can say the disease diagnosis if you want, but really what I'm looking at is when the symptoms really first started, like what was going on? Was there um, a great loss? Was, did someone pass away? Was there a trauma, like a car accident? Was there some other kind of disease? Like, did they had get, Lyme's disease? Did they get a vaccine? Did they, you know, just what else was going on? The point of onset is very important because it's, it's a pivot, right? It was like they were going a certain way, something happened, and then they turned the other way. Um, so that's yeah. always important to, and it's difficult, you know, as health coaches, we usually, we do like 10 sessions with someone, you know, usually you know, a couple months worth of, of time. It's right. difficult to get to that. Because you have to gently, you can't just scratch the surface and get into the trauma. You have to gently kind of peel away the layers and start to help the person connect their own dots. Because if you just come in, and as a new practitioner, when I first started in the 90s, I just come in and try to like get the information. But I learned very quickly, you you have to slowly build the trust and, and get the person to slowly open up and connect their own dots. And, and they'll have those mm-hmm. aha moments. Oh yeah. You know, I actually, I was pregnant, had a 
a miscarriage, I had a stillborn, I was devastated. I, I thought I would never have another baby. And then a year or two goes by, I got pregnant, I had a baby, baby was healthy, I was so overjoyed, I was so like, excited. You know, like you start to see how the sequence of events happen to be like, yeah. oh, there was a lot of fear and sadness and loss mixed in with not sleeping, not eating, nursing, giving up all of your, you know, your vital force to the yeah. baby, the marriage dissolved. Yeah. There was like a lot of abandonment. Like you just look at the whole history of the person and you're like, ah, that's why it's like, it happens because there's a, um, it's almost like there's an opening for the disease pattern to come in. It, it, Kind sure. of, in a way. Not exactly, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I know what you're saying, Dr. George Spencer. Ex exactly, a threshold. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about that. Many different doctors talk about that. And, you know, and now science is actually moving into saying, yes, when there's an emotionality, the immune system reacts, our body reacts. And we didn't, rec I mean, I think they knew that before, but now we have the science that shows that. So, yeah, Abby, I agree with you. You're right on when you're saying, ask the question, what happened? And how to build that rapport. Yeah, have to get the, somehow get the person to come out with it in their own way, like to, to connect yeah. their own dots. Um, That's right. Because we're humans and we're very into our own human condition in our own way. And that's, as a health coach, part of our job is to be the active listener, to be the one who is a reflective mirror. So when they, right. when you get into it, like when you ask me, well, you know, how did you originally get into this? And I tell a story about Fox Chase Cancer Center and the woman, and I, I could picture her perfectly. Like the, we would go to their homes and she lived right by the airport. And I just remember standing there and talking to her and it's like, yeah, it's important as humans to get the person to go back into their life, into their memories, into their, and, and connect their own dots because we, we're not here to give an answer. We're here to kind of hold the person's hand and support them to cradle them through their own process to find their own answer um, nice. because it's all there. And nice. yeah, it's just, a very profound way of helping people. It's like, yeah. instead of giving them advice and telling them what to do, you're kind of standing next to them and letting them figure out what to do. And yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like it. to think that, I agree. I, I like to think of it as holding space. I'm holding space for that person mm -hmm. so they can take that time to have the aha moment and not be afraid to just give them that space. We might have moments of real silence, five seconds of silence before the person starts to open up and goes, well, you know, and then there it is. There's the story. And I, I loved what you were talking about, you know, just kind of listening reflectively. I know sometimes I, I don't, um, when I'm a health coach, a lot of the times I don't, the people don't see me because I'm on the phone. The people I work with, you know, they're busy. So I'm on the phone. So we don't even Zoom. I just talk to them on the phone and I'm sitting and I'm writing notes. So they don't see me writing notes. And then when they're all done, I'll go, okay, now this is what I heard. These are your words. And then I'll just read it right back to them. And there, there it was. There's the medicine. The medicine is right there on the page. They, they already had just said their own medicine and then they hear it and they go, I didn't know I said that. I said that. 
Wow. Yeah. It, during difficult times of my life, I have used the voice memos on my phone and I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've rec audio recorded myself. I kind of talking to myself like, um, well, I'd be like, well, what's actually going on? And I would describe the feeling of I'm divorced and the feeling of when I started out with marriage and a baby and a career and all that. I lived in New York City and it was like a whole lot of stuff going on. And then how did I get where I am now? I live in California. I'm divorced. My daughter's 15 and a half. Like it's like a totally different space and place. And, and so during this very difficult and intense transition, I would talk into my phone and I would like, it was almost like I was coaching myself or I was like being my own practitioner because I would just listen to myself. Now, this is a way healthier choice than to shoot off that nasty email or to pick up somebody, pick up the phone and unload all your crap onto your best friend. I was like, you know, I don't do this anymore. I'm going to do it to myself. I'm going to just pretend and I would audio record it. And then I would listen to myself. I'd be like, oh, I never connected those dots of, yes. wow, I did. I did make a pivot. I did make a conscious choice. I, I am doing something. I sacrificed one thing to get another thing. And, and rather than, um, you know, feel unclear and resentful, it became very clear. Like I, I'm a conscious, awake, um, you know, person. I, I cho I'm choosing, I'm, I'm choosing these things. Um, yeah. so now that I'm aware that I'm choosing these things, like, do I want to keep choosing them? Do I, you know, how do I want to, you know, what do I want to do next? So yeah, yeah it was really yeah. neat. And the other thing I wanted to mention is that during our IIN at the, um, nutrition classes that we took to get our certification, we learned about the circle of life, right? Those 12 yes. slices of, yes. of the way you kind of like have to balance like your home life with your relationships, with your career, with your finances, with activity levels. Like it was like all these things had to have balance in these, in these 12 categories. And in Chinese medicine and acupuncture, you have pretty much standard 12 meridians, 12 Zongfu organ systems. In horoscopes, you have 12. And I'm probably there's some biblical thing, right? I don't know. You know that stuff more than I do. But there's got to be 12, <laughs> like what, apostles? Like, there's always 12. There's 12 months. There's 12. Well, anyway, and there's more to that one that you're talking about. Because some people go, well, well, really, there's 13, but there was decided for 12. But I know what you're getting at here. There's a number there's, of things. And there's, more, and there's more channels, too. But like the standard. And so that when I got to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I learned about yeah. these 12 slices of, of a circle of life, I looked at my, because you can do this little app where you put where you think you're really strong and where you put where you really think you're really weak and connect the lines and it makes this cool shape. And I was yeah. like, wow, like I'm great with the physical activity. I'm getting fit. I'm doing, but you know, I, I'm not good at cooking home food for my, my own family. I'm horrible. I, I, mean, like, I, I remember I'm, this conversation. Yeah. I remember we all got together and sending you recipes. I remember this conversation. It was awesome. You built community with us. We were all coming around to you going, here, Abby. 
I remember. And so you know, here I am a couple years later, and it's just like, it wasn't just buy ingredients, cook food for your child. It was not that simple because, Julia, if it was that simple, I, I can, I set my mind to something, I can get it done. Although you can. If it was that simple, I could have just set my mind and got it done. But I needed to unpack everything that was underneath that to realize, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a thing when you cook for your kids and they're like, this is disgusting. I don't want to eat this. It's a thing. <laughs> or like when I was a kid and my parents would cook food and I'd be like, oh, I'm a vegetarian now. They'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> you know, and so... <laughs> Yeah, and, but, I'm not a And I'm I'm not either anymore because of you know my my health journey, right? And and I just am so amazed by you because you both you and I have both gone through a health journey. We're both health coaches. I just did an, a podcast with Adina about this, and I got really excited about talking to you about your background with Oriental medicine because, oh, <laughs> you're amazing. You're a rock star when it comes to the meridians and. <laughs> I, I just have to share with the, my listeners here, you want to know something. You want to talk to this lady here. She has a lot of experience. She's been published. Oh, look for her article. I, I Wow. Abby, you just blow me away. And you sharing your oh, stories. You. No, seriously. And then when you share your stories, it just shows you're on the shamanic. We're all on a shamanic journey, right? We're all on a, a, this health journey together. And we just help each other. We all have bits and pieces of information, but we're all connected to help each other, right? Yeah, it is. Um, it is important to look at things, to look at things from a different, um, a different point of view, right? Yeah. So especially for people who, like, I think a good one is mental. Um, anguish, mental disorders. Like, so you have someone who is depressed, right? How, how do they look when they're depressed? Are they sitting around and can't get going or are they so running around that they can't Mm -hmm. sit still? Right. So, um, that's like, it's not enough to just say, Oh, they have a diagnosis of depression Let's give them this medicine and send them on the way. So really the question is like, how does it look? Like what, what do they look like? Are they, are they in their bed in their pajamas all day? Or are they working their career so hard and they have, you know, the, they have the nanny and the housekeeper and they just go, go, go. Um, both of those people, both of those individuals get the same diagnosis. They get the same treatment. They get the same everything but they're, they're not right. They're yeah. not the same they're manifesting. They're manifesting as a different, as a different pattern. Another example is you have someone who has like, um, pain, knee pain is the pain in the front of their knee. That would be like, you know, the stomach channel is the knee in the side, in the, in the medial and in the inside of their knee. That'd be like the liver, the kidney, the spleen. Is the pain is the pain in the back of their knee? That'd be like the bladder, or is the pain on that lateral, the outside part? Like it'd be the gallbladder. So it's like you're working your way around the knee. Where mm. is the pain? So you go if you're gonna go to a physical therapist, they're gonna say, "Oh, you got knee pain. It's affecting your quadratus. It's affecting your not quadratus, your um, your quadricep or your your soleus or your gastroc. Like they're gonna do all the muscles that are affecting your knee." 
Why mm-hmm. was your knee hurt? Okay. You come to the acupuncturist, they'll look at the channels. What, where is it blocked? Where is it not moving? Where is the pain? So as an acupuncturist, if we're so keyed in on where, what points, what channels are being affected, you take that and you lay it on top of like a diagnosis of something like depression, it's like, where, how, what, what does it look like? And then you can help the person, right? You can really, really help them come back to balance by asking questions specific to them in the moment, in the now. I mean, all we have is the now. So you might as well dive in with them and figure out what's happening today. Yep. 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 Abby, you're absolutely right. I am so sorry. We only have like a few more seconds and I just, I really want to make sure that you encapsulate what you wanted to say today. And if you have a website that people can like, connect with or a blog or something that they can follow you. This has been, um, I don't know. I don't know how people should get to me. I guess through you. (laughs) Contact the points of view. Contact the points of view website. (laughs) I know you. I I know you're taking some time off, but I mean, if you, you, she does write, she's got, you're, you've got, you, I think you started a blog site. I don't know if you're going to go back on the blog site, but man, Abby, you are a gift to the world. You are a gem to the world. People can hear the process that you've gone through. You're a great example of somebody who has like gone through the journey, has been out there to advocate for people. When you see something not right, being a curious person to try to figure out how to, to be that light, to help people, to heal people when you saw something not right. Abby, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you. for taking the time today. And I think I'm so really the answer is, I think really the answer is, I think I just want to hop on the phone with people at this point or hop on a Zoom. I'm kind of cutting out the whole social media, website, forms. I just, like, let's just talk. Just let's sure. set up a time to talk and then go from there. It would be the best way to reach me. It's just give me a call. <laughs> Straight up. It's a Google phone number set up for coaching. Yeah. Ah, Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so what is that? Um, It's 646-580-5095. It's like 1975. Very nice. Hey, one more time. Um, (laughs) One more time. And and for for health coaching by Abby for the yin yang method, Dial 646-580-5095. That's 5095. I love you, Abby. You're the best. You're the best. I love you. It's so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, And I just have to thank Anchor and Spotify and Riverside for their help in, you know, supporting us so we can get this message out to people. And thank you, everyone, for coming on and listening to our show today. I hope you found something healing in it. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Abby. Thank you for having me.